0: You are listening to Engaging and exciting conversation On the Radiant Culture Podcast Podcast Get ready Now Hi guys, welcome to Radiant Culture I'm just filling in today In case you haven't noticed, this is not T-Mac <laughs> If you've ever watched Samurai Pizza Cats There's like the B-Team This is it <laughs> <laughs> Wow <laughs> You got Biscuit today in the house, and we're here to discuss some really, really, really whew, hectic, a really hectic topic, um, one that I think the world has had challenges with for a long, long, long time. And we have our resident theologian in yeah. here, Mr. Kuwas, to discuss this with us. What's up, what's up, Mr. Biscuit? <laughs> what, is hey, up? what is up, what uh, is up? Mr. Ken is in the background. He'll jump in when he needs to. Yeah, yeah. Um. But uh, today's topic, today's discussion is going to be around uh, the whole, can I say kerfuffle? Can I say mess? Can I say conflict that is happening in Israel and Palestine? (laughs) If you haven't heard about this, I'm assuming you literally did just land on the planet Earth because this has been going on for a very, very, very long time. Or live in the rock. Yeah. (laughs) So the reason we want to discuss it is, well, it's Israel. And it's Palestine. And that has a strong connection to us here as Christians as well. Yeah, Should we really care about this thing? Should we know more about it? Should we be involved? Hey, are we involved? Most yeah. people don't even know about this stuff. We see, about, we see what's happening on CNN or BBC or Al Jazeera or something. We just watch this stuff. But very few Christians, I think, dig into it to try and understand yeah. what's actually going on and if we should have something to say about it. So um, I guess we can start with a bit of a rundown. Um, what is the issue? What Did did someone like steal something, take something, break something, remove something? <laughs> what happened? Why are they fighting?
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, this is a very, very complicated uh, issue. And uh, I'm not sure that I'll be able to break down just about everything. It's, it's so complicated. But I, I think I'll try to give it a very general kind of... Uh, uh, sweep so basically just starting I guess uh, where you need to start starting the Bible um, and if you know about uh, Isaac and Ishmael that's where really it began you know so when Ishmael was born uh, the prophecy that was given to Hagar while he was in the wilderness after she had been chased out of the house by Sarah and uh, Abraham was that her son was going to grow up into a big nation a, a, a massive nation uh, and he would be a wild donkey of a man,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and his hand will be against his brothers. So that's where it began. And the Ishmael, uh, Ishmaelites are what you have today as the Arab people. So when you look at the Arabs, they are called one of the Abrahamic. Civilizations, because Mm -hmm. they come from Abraham, and the Jews, of course, uh, as we call them, or Israelites, descend from Isaac. uh, Physically, that is. Yeah. So over the years, you would have seen uh, various conflicts. If you read through Scripture, if you look at uh, history post uh, the time of 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 Scripture, you'd you'd have seen uh, phases phases of in times of when the Jews were taken out or were exiled from their land. Uh, because they would have sinned against god and then god would allow the assyrians to come and live there so for example when you look at samaria that was because that became a, a land in which there were people that were jews and who were gentiles who had come together to form uh you know a, a civilization of of some sort and they were living yeah. there to you know together but samaria used to belong to israel exclusively mm-hmm. um but then they were exiled and then all that happened so that that kind of pattern has repeated over the years and so what we're seeing now is a result of one of the more recent iterations of exile and return so you see throughout the bible god keeps on promising having given the land to abraham and said you i'm giving this land to you by covenant forever and it's going to belong to your descendants forever uh and you will see sometimes they are exiled and then they come back and you know you read that in the bible nehemiah and israel and all that and that has basically happened over time but okay. this time, in, in, our, in our times now, uh, when the Jews were exiled from their land, uh, and, and when they were now coming back, there were people who were already living there and were not as amenable to them coming back mm-hmm. as when you read in the scriptures. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they're saying, you guys are coming back, but we've already set up base. Yeah. So uh, when there was a vast migration effort coming back into uh, what is called Palestine, what we know
0: from Bible Times to be Israel, the land I, of Israel. I, just yeah, checking yeah. on that. Yeah. So, the land in question, mm-hmm. Palestine, Israel, Israel, Palestine, yeah. that geographical area is exactly the geographical biblical location. It's actually smaller than the actual
1: geographic, uh, biblical geographical uh, borders. Um, the other borders have been taken over by other nations around. So mm-hmm. you, you have your Jordan, you have your Egypt, and, and so on. So the land that, if you look at the land in David's time, I think the greatest... Surface area, I might be wrong here, but I, if I remember well, the greatest surface area occupied by, by, by Israel was during the time of David. Yeah. After that, because of the impact of sin, uh, you know, and people, and then they became a two-state, mm-hmm. where there's Judah and Israel. And they did never really recovered to the point where it was at its greatest uh, in terms of the time of uh, David. Yeah. It always was a smaller iteration of what it was before. So that land, the, Palest- the Palestine land, yes, that is where Israel was, but not the full Israel as it was supposed to be.
0: So you, you, you're speaking of a return to it, another return to that land. Yes. So who was there before everybody decided to start coming back? Okay. Who was so running over
1: the place? Time, over time, uh, the place was run by different empires that would uh, come in. So like a world em- uh, empire. So you look at uh, in the in the time of uh, Nebuchadnezzar, he basically ran the whole world. Yeah. Then after Nebuchadnezzar, then the Persians came in, after the Persians uh, and Medes, uh, they kind of shared that uh, time. And then uh, the Greeks came in as well. They took over the world and the world, uh, Israel was also under that. Mm-hmm. And then when the Romans came in again, which is yeah. uh, the era in which Jesus lived, uh, again, the Roman Empire was exercising control over that. So that kind of uh, happened over time continuously. Mm. The Jews never really then uh, had a return to the nation state as it was under their king David and you know before all this before their first exile. It just never really returned to that yeah so when um, uh, other periods of time, the Ottoman you know, empire, there was an the inquisition where people went and uh, you know Muslims were had taken over in one of these iterations, Arabs and Muslims came and said, we're going to take over Jerusalem, taking over Mm -hmm. the land that is Palestine. And they were living there. And they set up base and even built their mosque there. So the Al-Aqsa Mosque, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correct, was built on the Temple Mount, Mm -hmm. uh, which is where the temple, the original temple that was built by Solomon was built Mm. there, uh, where the sacrifice was offered up by Abraham of his son and all that. Uh, Massive historical site for Jews and a Judaism and also for Christians. But yeah. uh, the Muslims were able to take over that territory during that time of exile. Mm-hmm. There were not so many Jews uh, within that territory. So that's what happened. A lot of Arabs were living there. And then there's, as I said, a massive migration between the years of um, 1917 and 1945. There was a vast migration, I think, to the order of maybe 500,000 Jews returning home.
0: Where were they returning from?
1: Various parts of the world. So if you read B- B- uh, the Bible's um, uh, God, when he's speaking through the prophets, many times, if you look at the end of Isaiah, you look towards the end of Jeremiah, there's promises of God bringing back the Jews from all over the world where you would have scattered them because of yeah. their sin, because of their disobedience. He yeah. says, I'm going to bring you back from, if you read Isaiah 60, Mm-hmm. You know, it talks about how you are going to have your children, and, and you know, and you're going to have uh, come back into this beautiful city. People have basically spiritualized it, you know, yeah. arise, uh, light, you know, is calm, and so on. Mm-hmm. But in in the context, in the literal context, it was God promising the Jews that they were going to be able to return to their land from the places where they'd been scattered through exile because of their sin. Okay. So that's where they're coming from. So you basically have right now, uh, the present um policy is if you're a jew coming from anywhere in the world you can get a passport within 24 hours and have a place to stay within israel
2: wow mm-hmm. so
1: you might know about the football owner a football club owner uh, roman abramovich he's he's jewish and so when he tried to get his visa to get into the uk and wasn't uh accepted he left russia and uh, he said, I'm a, I'm, 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 I'm a Jew. I want um, uh, citizenship. They gave him citizenship. They gave him a passport within 24 hours. And he was living in Israel just like that. So wow, that's how it is at the moment. And so if you're a Jew returning, definitely, as long as they establish that that's what you are, your lineage and all that, you get in there and you have citizenship given to you within basically 24 hours. Basically. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. All right. Um, I did a little reading up on the situation, and uh, I, I don't know if I'm any the wiser after it. <laughs> <because> <laughs> yeah. It was all extremely uh, convoluted, to say the yes. least. Yes, it is. Um, one of the aspects that I remember from it was that, uh, yes, the Ottomans were in charge for a period of time, yeah. and uh, during this time, obviously, nothing's in isolation. World War One mm-hmm. and Two happened yeah. throughout yeah. all yeah. of this. Yeah. So... Um, there was a period in time when um britain decided that uh, they kind of running the show mm-hmm. and they promised that same parcel of land to multiple people and in that period of time they they got the help of um i don't remember who was I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah the help of the guys who i guess is it, is it founded Mecca? I don't know the, the guys in charge of that. Mm-hmm. They got the help of them to get the Ottoman Empire out. After that was done, they thought they were jumping in. The British said, you know what? It, I think we need to stick around a little longer. Yeah. They've done that a few times. Yes. and um and in that time, you started getting those other conflicts, those other groups like uh, like the Palestinians, if you want to call it, getting kind of frustrated. And they limited, uh, you're talking about how there was free access for Jews coming back. I believe there's a period of time when they limited that. And they said, mm-hmm. that, no, 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 you can't just come back. And of course, yeah. the Jews were now getting annoyed with that. Say, we can't go back. The Palestinians have been told you can't have a nation yet. Mm-hmm. And um, all of that started breeding a sort of um, discontentment. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, I was led to believe that the different religious groups, it wasn't really an issue of theology. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, was, there wasn't there was really a theological conflict. It wasn't like someone was saying, it's my God, not your God, or, or anything like that, or saying that we don't believe yours. It was more a um, rights of ownership yeah. mm-hmm. issue. I, I, I don't know if I'm correct.
1: Well, well it, it is. See, that's why it's so convoluted, because it is a rights of ownership also based on the religious aspects. Or all three of the major Abrahamic religions, which is uh, Islam, Judaism and Christianity. they're all uh, described as Abrahamic. Yeah. So yeah, I know that as Christians we have, but understanding how it's it's, it's described. So the mm-hmm. Abrahamic uh, re- religions all lay claim because they have their holy sites there. yeah. So Jerusalem uh, is has God in it, one of the, uh, the the third most holy site for for Islam uh the jews of course the judaists that's their most holy site Mm. christianity it's a holy site they have uh, a church there the church of the holy sepulchre uh that is there so it is also religious yeah because they claim that this is the land of our fathers this is the land that has uh significance to what we believe so there is that as well Mm -hmm. so it's rights of ownership this is our land we were here And uh, we're going to stay here because this is ours. There's that, but there's also the religious sites. And that's one of the issues that has been a sticking point in trying to come up with a two-state solution to say, if we are going to, for example, the Jews are saying, or the Israelites are saying, if we allow uh, Palestine to have control over East Jerusalem, then the holy sites that are there could end up being desecrated. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we don't want to allow that to happen. So if we let them have control, we're going to be in in trouble. Once they have control, we cannot force them to honor those holy sites of ours. So for that reason, we're not going to sign uh, over East Jerusalem. Besides, in 1980, they then established, uh, they have a rule there, or they have this declaration that they made in 1980 that uh, Jerusalem is unified, and it is the capital city of Israel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and Trump endorsed that? Trump endorsed it. Okay. okay, America had endorsed it, but for many years, yeah. it's from 1995, I think, but uh, all the presidents would just delay it, kick the ball, kick kick the can down the road, yeah. just so that they give the two state solution uh, uh, a chance. But then Trump came in and said, "We believe that." Uh, Jerusalem is the capital city of Israel. And interestingly enough, the other nation that believes the same uh, endorses Jerusalem as the capital city of Israel is Russia. Mm. So, very strange, bedfellows, you know, when very you get uh, the states and Russia agreeing that this is the case for Israel.
0: You mentioned the two state solution. Where yes. did that come from?
1: Okay, so the two state solution came from, we have to start from uh, the fact that when, when, the land of Palestine was under all these um, nations, the Ottomans, and then the the British, and all that. It was just the land of Palestine. Yeah. Some even called it the land, the mandatory land of Paris, of Palestine. All these funny names. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't the land of Israel. Yeah. So when the Jews returned, um, they didn't have any land. They didn't have a state of their own. They were kind of like stateless. Mm-hmm. So the UN made a declaration. In 1947, to say that we need to uh, make room for Israel to be a state. Yeah, and this was really following up on what the British had already said in uh, 1917, mm-hmm. in another declaration of their own. And so this didn't go down well with the Palestinians and the Arabs who were living there. So when I say Palestinians, I'm also meaning the Arabs who uh, Arabs who are mainly Muslim who were living there. Yeah. There were some Jews there, but by yeah. that time there had been a massive migration of Jews uh, into the into the territory. And so this sparked off a war. And then the Arabs mm-hmm. said, this is not going to happen. They also enlisted guys who were called the nations of the Arab League. So guys like uh, like the, the Syrians, mm-hmm. um, your, basically the Gulf states and yeah. Egypt, they all joined together uh, to fight against uh, the Jewish insurgency, which was represented by underground militia. Three, I've forgotten their names, but there were three paramilitary groups Mm-hmm. that led the fight against the vast, they, they really had to go against vast numbers. And they overcame and they actually extend, extended the territory that they were able to take control of. And yeah, displaced so many Palestinians. It was a Palestinian refugee problem mm-hmm. after that uh, war. So in 1948, uh, that's when they were able, because remember the declaration was 1947. There was a war in between. In 1948, the state of Israel was recognized at the un 14 may 1948 we now have the state of israel as a state
0: so we're more saying the un came in and mm-hmm. said that okay guys mm-hmm. uh, we're dividing you this way mm-hmm. then the people on the ground were like no we are not doing that yes and um then they fought yeah for quite some time yeah and at the end of the fight yeah the Israelis had managed to take over the entire space, more yes. or less, Yes. Yeah. and therefore converted the Palestinians into refugees.
1: Yes. So what they managed to do was take over what is. I wish I you know, well. We don't have a map to show because we are, yeah. we are you know. <laughs> but if you if you have an idea of the map, so there's this yeah. section of it called the West Bank, yeah. and then there's that strip called the Gaza Strip. We can actually so put the map, the map on. on yeah. Yeah. Thing. Great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. That, that, that's great. So the West Bank area. Still belonged to the Palestine, so most of them mm-hmm. ran there and started stay there, uh, and then the Gaza Strip as well wasn't so it was it wasn't part of the land that they took over by 1948. Yeah. Uh, that was later taken over. Uh, we can talk about that again, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, as we go. But then in 1948 there was that territory. West Bank still was under Jordan. Gaza Strip was still militarily controlled by Egypt Mm -hmm. so they took over the land in between basically and the land in between this is an interesting part the boundary of the land that Israel took over went right through Jerusalem so it cut Jerusalem almost in two the west side and the east side So that was their territory. So the territory passed through, and then the west side is where they were, and then the east side was where the Arabs uh, still had control, and Jordan as well, I think, had a lot, because it was falling into the West Bank territory, if Mm -hmm. you remember my map very well. So that was the situation at at 1948. The Jews had, what what basically was established was, look, look at the status quo. The Israelites were able to, or the Jews, however you want to put it, have taken all this land, yeah, so what we're doing is basically sta- uh you know and stamping on something that's already on the ground physical mm. reality yeah okay yeah
2: so um I believe the the Ethiopians come into the mix somehow on the temple Mount issue that like they have some sort of claim, don't they or...
1: yes, uh well, it's not the Ethiopians as a nation per se it's uh, uh the Ethiopian church. Uh, what you know, like when the eunuch, what's the what's that church called? The eunuch who uh, Philip Philip yes. uh, witnessed right. to witnessed. went back, and he witnessed there, and then I think converted. Was it the queen? There was a lady who was leading yes, at that time. Yes, queen, yes. Yeah, and they established a church there as a result of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that church, it's called Ethiopian something. I've just forgotten the name of yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, they were able to get some territory in Israel wow. over that period of time, and then they it's just, so they don't have a claim claim like they're saying it belongs to us per se. Yeah. They just were able to establish their church there. Hmm. So it's just like you going to plant a church in
2: mm-hmm.
1: in 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 Jerusalem, and then saying, "I planted this church in a physical space. This is our space."
2: from oh, what i understand yeah, basically
1: yeah. <laughs> so it's not an ethiopian like uh, like ethiopia itself uh from a diplomatic, diplomatic standpoint point, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 from what i understand yeah, okay. it's more the church the that church. came out of yeah. ethiopia yeah
2: yeah
0: okay all right so all of this has happened and we're now at a position where we've got um we've got a, a you've got a place called palestine mm-hmm. yeah um but also, Israel, because they've decided that this is now the state of Israel. Mm. But the Palestinians are saying, we exist. And the Israelis are saying, you don't exist. Yeah. So neither party wants to acknowledge the existence of the other party. They don't want to recognize each other's identity. And that, well,
1: okay. Yeah, okay. no, no, go on. Now you can yeah, yeah. plug in any okay, okay, okay. So in, in 1967, there was what was called the Six-Day War. Uh, because it was literally a six-day war in which... Uh, the Jews, there was, again, insurgency. So the the whole thing is uh, the Jews would take territory, just like the Arabs had territory before. The Jews yeah. come in, they fight a war, and then they win territory and they establish themselves. Yeah. And then the Arabs take a lull, they reorganize, they have more groups, they come back with more fire, mm-hmm. and they keep fighting. So that's yeah. why the fighting never stops, because there's guys who say, okay, you've you've hit us now, but we're coming back. And then they reorganize, they come back. There's new generations of guys who come up, who are more uh, extremists and all that. Then the pacifists so also have uh, mm-hmm. a generation in which they come to the fore, and, that, and that's why the war never stops. So in 1967, there was another war, and this time, again, there was a push involving some Arab League nations to try and squeeze Israel again. Uh, for more territory and all that sort of thing. Yeah. In Israel, were again able to prevail in the Six-Day War. I can't go into all the details. Very fascinating. You can read that. Uh, you know, Wikipedia is great, you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> yeah. for those who are really interested in finding out. But it's called the Six-Day War of 1967. And in that war, they, the, the Israelis were able to now expand their territory to annex, so they call it annexing, mm-hmm. They're able to annex the West Bank Yeah. Um, and uh, the Gaza Strip as well. So that was now all uh Israel territory Mm -hmm. in terms of control, not necessarily living there. Yeah. Yeah. So now that they were able of course they they took up certain parts of the of the land but they did not drive out the Arabs completely. Yeah. So the Arabs were basically living there and then they've got these guys coming in and saying we're now in charge.
2: Yeah.
1: Basically that's what it Mm -hmm. is. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So the whole of that territory now was under Jewish control. Uh after the nineteen sixty seven Six Day War. But uh, it wasn't, uh, like, under their control in terms of, like, peacefully. Mm -hmm. Because then uh, these guys uh, started to say, look, there's so many of us here. We are a significant population, right? Uh, And we want to have our own land, our own state. So they organized and formed the PLO around that time, I think. uh, The Palestinian uh, Liberation Organization, I think, PLO, Mm -hmm. yeah under Yasser Arafat. And uh, they were also militant at first. But then they came to a point over the years where they said, let's talk two-state. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know where, what your question was. If I'm not I didn't think it. It I so far that I'm beginning <laughs> <laughs> right. to get... So, so yeah. there came a point where they, they thought the best way to deal with this, because even though they were living there and they were kind of autonomous in their little islands, the 167 islands I spoke about uh, yeah. before, but The overarching sovereign authority, so like the the uh, right to like airspace, um, trade, yeah, what comes in, what goes out of the borders, were controlled by Israel, all that. So, uh, what yeah,
0: yeah, that, that very, yeah, that was my positioning that you've got these two states yeah. sort of overlapping each other, two like the two peoples, just kind of in, like you're saying, in one is controlling space. the air, but one is literally on the ground, yeah, so yeah. who's yeah. Really, yeah. in charge of who, who's yeah. who owns what? It's hard to one recognized yeah.
2: recognizes the state, yeah. The other, other is not. Yeah. Is there, the other one occupies the,
0: the, land, the, the land, and yes. then they're not called a state. Exactly. So. so,
1: this is this is where the issue is, and every every time they, as Israel was recognized as as a state, and then uh, got an alliance with uh, the the Western powers, the yeah. U.S., the U.K., really helped Israel to establish itself as a land. And the, and the migration, the numbers continued going back. into. Mm. So, you remember I said 600,000 then? Yeah. Right now, it's a land of about 12 million, mm. um, in which I think the Israel section or the Jews make up about 9 million of that, if I'm not mistaken on the numbers. And yeah, someone else can always. Con- uh, on correct. that, I, yeah. I
0: guess that goes into my next question. Yeah. So, we've got a general history here. Yeah. And. Um, Notwithstanding the involvement of uh, the UN and, uh, and and Britain and France and everyone and everything mm-hmm. that they did mm-hmm. today, why, why is everyone so interested in? Why is America involved? Yeah. Why is Europe? Why is everyone plugging into this this nation? Yeah, there's other problems in the world. Yeah. Why is everyone so focused on yeah. this?
1: You see, and that just goes to show that uh, you know, there's there's still a place for Israel in the end time plans of God. Uh the the specific place of the of Israel in God's end times is of course uh the subject of many years of theological debate, uh and takes up a whole spectrum of belief from extreme Zionism, which is also sometimes called dispensationalism mm-hmm. by some. But Zionism is more secular in its in its uh, drive or in its push than dispensationalism which is based on the understanding that after all the Gentiles have been saved God is going to go back to his original plan with the Jews so the Jews are God's people then they dis- they rebelled against God then came the church age which is the church dispensation which we yeah. live in now after all the Gentiles have been saved then the Jews that are living at that point that's when God will go back to his arrangement with the Jews so mm-hmm. they call it dispensationalism. I don't know if you've heard the Bible. No, Seven dispensations. It, yeah. You go to a dispensationalist <laughs> church, you should know about this. <laughs> I know, but dispensations, yes, I didn't know yes, dispensationalism. Yes. So it's a, it's a very popular belief. It was popularized by this guy called uh, Schofield. Um, the Michael guy, Schofield. Not Michael yeah, Schofield. That's who I thought about. I mean, <laughs> yes. I was like, he's involved in this? <laughs> you know the Schofield Bible? Yes, yes. 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 That's the guy uh, who's um, who really like... Uh, pushed this dispensationalist uh, theological school of thought and uh, swayed a lot of American presidents. Yeah. American foreign policy has been uh, based on that dispensationalist um, way of thinking. Mm-hmm. So, if you look at uh, evangelicals in the United States, they have a very uh, soft spot support for for um, for Israel. Yeah, and and believe that Israel belongs as the land belongs to the Jews. Yeah, and that they have a right to be on the land, and that the church has a responsibility to help the Jews, uh, you know, to go on the land. And so Mm -hmm. that has shaped foreign policy in the United States. And so they believe anything that uh, aids the Jews to take hold of the land and keep the land. Like this pronouncement of Jerusalem as the capital was something that Donald Trump was said to have done, uh, you know, to. Not a peace, but to fulfill a promise he made to the evangelical community within the states yeah the evangelical part of the electorate that voted yeah. for him. because it's such a big deal that Jerusalem is the capital city of mm-hmm. Israel, and because of the significance of Israel, what we see now, I would like to believe is really sp- uh, the the um, on the earth a sign of a spiritual war, a reality that's happening um, over Jerusalem mm-hmm and the significance of Jerusalem in end-time prophecy. So if you look at what Jesus says in Matthew 24, right, about the end times, yeah. you will see that uh, Jerusalem is the center of some of the things that are going to happen. And he speaks of, if you, when you see the man uh, of perdition standing mm. in the place, or the man that caused the desolation, mm. The abomination, sorry, the cause yeah. of desolation standing in a place that it should not stand. And then it says, Let the reader understand. understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I you hate that part, right? I Let them. no one who is on the roof go down and get stuff. And but all this is being said about Jerusalem. Yeah. It's all happening in Jerusalem. And uh the temple will be the focus and he's going to desecrate the temple and a lot of the drama will be happening from there. And if you look at history over time, if you look at biblical history, you look at uh there's a whole section of the, of uh non Non-canon, canon, canonical extra canonical books like the Maccabees mm-hmm. right that holds the history of what happened the prophecies that were given by Daniel that many people apply to the end times yeah. actually were fulfilled also during uh, that time uh, in between the return of the exiles i think yes, it? yes. and mm-hmm. and when you get to malachi mm-hmm. that whole period where the bible doesn't really say much mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. yeah the maccabees is a story about these guys who led uh, their people to fight against occupying yeah. forces yeah. and guys like Antiochus uh, Epiphanes who went and put a, a pig on the altar in the temple mm-hmm. uh, which is desecrating it yeah. so he was the abomination that caused desolation standing in the place and he ordered the slaughter of many Jews there was mm. um, a massacre of Jews uh, within Jerusalem and the surrounding area that was uh, you know sponsored or led by um, yes. what's his name Antonius I don't know um, Epiphanes I just don't know his his first name is, is just <laughs> <laughs> it's strange to um, I just yeah I, it slips my, my mind all the time yeah. but uh, yeah. he he lived that yeah. so it's history repeats yeah you see that happening over and over so Jerusalem is 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 key mm-hmm. to end time fulfillment uh of prophecy, and um if you read, depending on your reading of the Bible, Jesus is going to return, he's going to set up base in Jerusalem, the physical Jerusalem, and he's going to fight against all the nations of the world that are going to come in that battle, um, in that valley, you know, where there's going to be a battle between... Armageddon. Uh, yeah, in Armageddon, yes, sorry, I just... <laughs> the word that slipped my mind. Okay. Yeah, so... Jerusalem is going to be key as well, uh, in all of that.
0: So we're saying that and, and for me, it's a little bit of a reach.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but uh, we're saying that the West, because quite frankly, I don't really see many other regions participating. Yes, <laughs> Maybe yeah. they should, but I yes. don't really see many other are yeah. uh, involved in this because of their uh, Judeo-Christian positioning. Yes, yes, yes. And they want to see a scenario, loosely speaking—not everyone in the West—but loosely speaking, mm-hmm. they want to see a scenario where. Uh, the the rightful people in terms of prophecy are placed within Jerusalem and are in charge of that region. Mm -hmm. So that's their viewpoint. Mm -hmm. How about the people, because this is, that that's one spirit. That's one faith group. Mm-hmm. There are three involved in this whole scenario. Yeah, yeah. The others are they also subscribing to this notion that okay, no, this is technically in the holy book of these people. They're supposed to be here, or are they ignoring that, no, or are they no. saying that so, our books so, say different? Yeah,
1: yeah. So you 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 see the Iranians and the way they give support to Hamas. Mm-hmm. So as I said earlier, Hamas was a political organization. Uh, yes, when you hear Hamas, you think it's a terrorist organization. Yeah. No, it's no. been designated as such by yeah. the United States, yeah. Yeah. but it's actually a political party. Yeah. Uh, that has I believe
0: that when Hamas, uh, n- not that I'm in favor of the terrible things that they do, but yeah. when they were the reason they got so much popularity in their inception was they were actually doing a lot of community-based stuff. They were building schools and clinics and all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. Then, mm-hmm. yes, they got more and more militarized. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, so those guys are backed by the likes of Iran and um, there were guys uh, Israel were like persona non grata really among the Arab nations because of their support from the West and just uh, radicalized thinking a uh, guys from Iraq to Kuwait and all that but um, over time so this is how things are there were nations that had no diplomatic relations with Israel mm-hmm. and Donald Trump actually in his tenure Managed to get so many Arab nations, Saudi Arabia, I think, Qatar, a few nations, Egypt. Egypt was already... That's why Egypt is a darling of the West, as it were, as mm-hmm. we call it, because they are willing to help Israel by keeping the blockade on the Gaza so mm. thing going on. But uh, there was a time when they were not. Jordan as well, remember, they were the ones who were in charge of the West Bank. Yeah. in 1988 and uh, handed it over <clears throat> So they were not like fans of Israel, let's say. Mm-hmm. So generally, the the children of Ishmael, if we can say that, yeah, yeah. Uh, are not happy with the children of Isaac.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, um, and so whatever is of the Arab, they have now managed to get relations with with, with Israel going, but it's a it's a really tenuous situation. So any time guys can be like, but well, it's no longer in our interest to keep on, you know. Um, having good relations with Israel, they can just turn on the, turn their backs. But Iran is completely against Israel. And that's mm-hmm. why you find um, Netanyahu was very strident in his speech uh, when he spoke about uh, Iran and the kind of uh, operation that they ran against them. Uh, I think they, they've contributed to um, delaying or derailing their nuclear uh, plans. Through their um, intelligence operation, uh, what's it called, by the way? The what? What's the Israeli intelligence agency? Mm, I don't know. The Mossad, yeah, the Mossad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Mossad have been very instrumental.
2: I was about to say
1: Yeah, <laughs> <"Nikuv."> <laughs> Yeah, like typical Zimbo. But the Mossad was instrumental in derailing a lot of the nuclear weapon, or what they thought was nuclear weapons, that uh, nuclear capability that Iran is trying to build. Yeah. So Iran is very much against Israel and will support these little militia and groups that... Uh, Tacitly, or not, yeah, not like come out and say, here we are, but we'll be giving money, give them arms, to keep on setting a, a fire under Israel's
2: bottom, if I could say that. <laughs> okay. So, I've got a question. Mm-hmm. So, having listened to all this, right, mm-hmm. as a lay Christian, mm-hmm. I'm asking myself, yes, Jesus was Jewish, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We believe in. A Jewish Messiah mm-hmm. as Christians mm-hmm. um, I, I, yeah I want to be careful yeah because <laughs> but uh, for a lack of a better way of saying it mm-hmm. whose side should we be on or rather should we care about all this what's what's yeah. the Christian position with all this you know uh, uh, is does Israel have a point in that yeah they it's their land it was given to them there's biblical evidence as Christians we Believe in the text in, that's written in the Bible as we as we have it today. Yes. Um. So what's our position there? Uh, and some other Christians would argue that we don't have a position because yeah. those are the Jews. They rejected their own Messiah. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And Jesus, you know, prophesied the destruction of the temple. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, does it still even have significance? Is yeah. the temple even does it even matter? Because now. The Holy Spirit is in our hearts. He's yes. not in the holies of holies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the presence of God is now with whoever who believes in Christ, mm-hmm. who accepts Christ. So does it matter? Shouldn't just Palestine just have it? Because, yeah. you know, that yes. space doesn't really matter yeah. anymore. Yeah.
1: So this is a very good question and it arises because of from my study of the word and of the arguments and all that, it arises from one of the biggest challenges in the New Testament is the tension between, in the writings of the apostles, Israel doesn't matter. Yes, Yes. And, but Israel is significant. Yeah. So there's a tension because if you read what Paul says, his whole ministry was... Hey, guys, we don't need to be circumcised anymore. Yeah. We're not Jews anymore, right? Yeah. We, you are a Jew only if you're a Jew inwardly. As yeah. it says in Romans chapter 2, verse. I don't know which verse that was, but he talks about being those who are Jews are Jews on the inside, yeah. who are circumcised not in the flesh but in the heart. On the heart. Yeah. So there's that, right? We don't have to follow their traditions. The, the physical Jew is not the son of Abraham, but it is the one who shares the, the faith of the Abraham faith, yeah. who is a son of Abraham. Yeah. of abraham yeah. so there's if, if if you hold to that in isolation you come up with a position that jews are just like everybody else they also need to believe in christ or else they're also going to go to hell mm-hmm. and uh they're not special the land is not special then mm-hmm. you know yeah. why why fight over a strip yeah. of land somewhere when uh abraham was as romans 4:13 says when he was made heir of the whole world yeah. mm-hmm. that's what romans 4:13 yeah. says yeah. He's an heir of the whole world, not a little strip of land yeah. in the middle of uh, the Middle East. Yes, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. So, so why should we bother? So if you look at that and you spiritualize it, uh, then you come to the conclusion that, doesn't matter. The land is insignificant. Yeah. But then if you look at what Paul then also writes, particularly Romans 11, and I want to really encourage people after this talk to read Romans 11 with a new kind of way of seeing yeah. after we've discussed, hopefully. Yeah. You'll find that Paul makes a very strong case for respect for the land of Israel to the point where he says, uh, you know, you guys are only in because the natural branches that were taken mm-hmm. out, mm-hmm. Right. You were grafted in. Grafted in. Yeah. So you should not be arrogant. He says, I think, three times about <clears throat> sorry, not being arrogant and thinking that you are more than you really are. Mm. You only came in because these yeah. guys who began with God, it was yeah. their God, it was their covenant, the yeah. promises, they had the Messiah coming from them. You guys got grafted in after coming from your pagan gods. Mm. Right? So you actually uh, should not boast. Mm-hmm. yeah right yeah. do not be arrogant towards the jews and say ah we, we so it's not like so to speak mm-hmm. yeah, you you, yeah. you don't matter anymore you we, as long as we're in christ we are just as as mm-hmm. children of god and not more children of god than you are you yeah. know don't boast because you only got in because they rejected their god and actually it was god's whole plan so that you know you, you see how uh you know the the, the, the word says uh, there's a secret wisdom, I think in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, that Paul says that we speak among the mature. Uh, and none of the rulers of this age understood it. Because yeah. if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Yeah. And now if they had not crucified the Lord of glory, there would have been no salvation.
2: Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
1: the hardness that they had in part
2: yeah.
1: was... Necessary for Jesus to be crucified because he had to be crucified. And yeah. if you look at how Jesus was crucified in the grand providence and plan of God, it was the Jews and the Gentiles because they handed Jesus over to the Romans. The Romans, yeah. And yeah. So the Rome, so Jew and Gentile both had a role yeah. in yeah. Uh, killing yeah, they Jesus. Had, yeah, that yeah. moment of unity. Exactly, yeah. that yeah. moment, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Herod and, yeah. And, Pilate and Pilate were Pilate friends, and friends uh, yeah. you know, from that day on and yeah. all that sort of thing. And th- if that had not been possible, if, 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 if they had not rejected him, if Jesus had not spoken to them in parables, and, you know, there, there's that passage in Isaiah that says, uh, seeing they do, not, uh, uh, they do not perceive, and hearing they do not understand. Yes. Otherwise, yes. or unless it says, unless they, they would see and hear, and yeah. then uh, they would turn, and God yeah. would heal them. Heal them. Yeah. So that, that not hearing, was because if they had heard, they would have turned, and they would have been healed. Mm-hmm. And they would have received Jesus as the Messiah. Yes. And then if they received Jesus as who he was, then there's no salvation for you and me. Mm-hmm. So their rejection of Jesus was necessary for us to have salvation. And that's what Romans 11 says towards the end. He says there was a partial, a partial hardening that has come upon the Israelites. Yes. And then after that, or they says that uh, after the, uh, the final Jew has been uh, Gentile, sorry, There's going to come a time when all the Gentiles that have been appointed unto salvation have been saved. After that, then all of Israel will be saved because then he says, even though they are enemies on account of the gospel, yet they are loved because of the issue of election. What is election? Because of their forefathers and the relationship that God had with Abraham. They they get a free pass? Yeah. They get a free pass pass. (laughs) at a certain stage in the end time. After the last, at, at this stage right now, There's no free pass. Mm. in this what is called the church age so that's why the dispensationalists there is a there, there is a truth to it yeah. it's just that the application of their truths yeah. is what we then say so mm-hmm. should we necessarily help a secular state of Israel because the state of Israel is secular it's not a yeah. Christian state yeah. uh, should we keep quiet about human rights violations that we see when children yeah. are being killed people are being uh, forced in, in, into very difficult situations of living what about Palestine you know yes, yes. Uh, does the gospel not reach the Palestinians too yeah, yeah. You know, should uh, uh, is, is them having the land meaning that then the Palestinians are destined to help? Mm-hmm. How do we get the gospel to them? Yeah. If, uh, our support for Israel, yeah. uh, you know, uh, uh, keep so there's all that, you yeah. know, uh, there. Yeah. So that's why I said the dispensationalist way of seeing things can maybe obscure that very important aspect mm-hmm. of the gospel needs to be heard even by those that are seeming to be enemies yeah. of the Jews and their place. Uh, in israel or or their right to the land yeah so basically what i'm saying is that tension the jews yes we are we are no longer jews in that sense we are uh, spiritual descendants of abraham because it's by faith
2: by faith that we are sons not
1: by being physically descended from yeah but at the same time the physical descendants uh, have a place, a special place in god 's purposes and heart because of god 's relationship with the patriarchs, right? mm-hmm. they are four yeah. Yeah. yeah, so you see in Romans fifteen verse six, tw- verse twenty six where Paul talks about how he took some um some contributions that were made by the Gentile churches to Judea, where yeah. there were some poor people there,, yeah. and then he said uh indeed it is uh, they owe it to them yeah. For if the Gentiles have come to share in the spiritual blessings of the Jews, mm-hmm. they owe it to them to uh, share in the material, material yeah. you see now yeah. so imagine he 's saying that the Gentile churches owe it to the to the yeah. Jewish churches because the the blessings that you have spiritual blessings, they belonged to them, you mm-hmm. have shared in them, so it only makes sense for you you have some money now mm-hmm. for them to benefit from what you have. So you see that this is Paul speaking, and we're talking about Christians, Jewish Christians, and Jewish Gentiles, as it were. So, so that's
0: so. This this might be a a contentious question. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, But based on that, Uh um, are you suggesting that that is the position that Christians? worldwide ought to take that is where we now fit in us as african christians or Mm -hmm. asian christians or russian christians whichever one is that how we should approach this should we be jumping in and saying hey israel we got your back but hey stop doing what you're doing but we got your back though
1: yeah so that is the application now is where you have a spectrum of anything i think someone once said five there could be more positions on Mm. that where uh, yes we love the Jews but our love for the Jews is expressed in us going out to them to preach the gospel. Yeah. So we want to have a mission to 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 Israel to mm-hmm. preach the gospel to the Jews there so that they can also repent and turn because then Romans 11 talks about if their rejection uh meant uh, life for all rejection of the Lord how much mm-hmm. more but the, their their acceptance Mean life from the dead yes. for you know, for them, so the thing of going to preach the to, to the Gentiles, Paul himself saying, you know, I wish that I myself were accursed in Romans chapter nine verse one, he says, I wish that I myself were accursed mm. uh, or, and, so, and, and so that my brothers could be saved among the Jews, mm. because I have a zeal for them mm. right so he says, if if it was possible, I could trade my salvation, mm-hmm. I would go to hell on their on their behalf mm-hmm. so yeah. that they can be saved So they're not saved, they don't get a free pass, as long as they're in the church age, they need to hear the gospel. Mm -hmm. Because all men have fallen short of the glory of God. And so that's one thing. That's the first thing, we need to preach the gospel. Secondly, we need to pray for Israel. Uh, 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 Psalm 122 talks about pray for the peace of the city of Jerusalem, I think. Pray, Pray for the peace and prosperity of Jerusalem, Psalm 122. And I think it's something that we can do. Uh recognizing I think having allowing Israel to have a special place because of the role that Israel played as a nation, as a nation mm-hmm. and as a people that Jesus came through them and all that. Yeah. And that, that just like we would have a sense of even to parents who maybe your relationship wasn't so great with them or whatever but you honor them because that's where you came from yeah yeah that honor that respect even that provision mm-hmm. 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 is because you're recognizing the special role they played in oh. you coming on earth even though now you are born again yeah. right so you're now a son of god in a very real sense you're no longer their son in that in the sense of well you are their son but yeah yeah so you've got that going on you got that new life, but the first life came from them and so you honor them and yeah. you know, it's just I think what we're discussing here is like the way that you honor your pastor or your or your spiritual father yeah. and your natural father. Yeah. And that problem that we have where people start saying that sometimes people Honor their spiritual father, father more than, more than, than the, their yeah, yeah than the or better father. than their natural yeah. father and their yeah. natural parents. So it's just a very imperfect example, but I'm just trying to explain how yes we are sons of Abraham by faith and we are spiritually that way connected, but we want to honor the physical place from where we came, uh, in terms of mainly preaching the gospel because that's the best thing you can do for anyone. Yes, you can then this whole thing of supporting them militarily. I personally do not accept that mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Jesus said my kingdom is not a kingdom of this world. So, uh, yes, the land has been promised to them. As a Christian, I would say, how would I pray? Would I pray that they receive, get their land? I would pray that, yes, God's purposes be fulfilled because it is also in the promises of Scripture that mm-hmm. they would take the land mm-hmm. as physical people. But their goal is if they get the land let it be so for the sake of them yeah. getting to know you, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not just for them to have the land, because at the end of the day, if they take the land and they die in their sin, it it, nothing it's has of come of it. no consequence to them. Yeah. So as Christians, we want their salvation, we want their peace, and prosperity, and their security. Mainly because long life is something of, is a blessing, but also because it gives us the best chance to preach the gospel to them, and hmm.
2: and Palestine.
1: Palestine what's our stance Our stance to Palestine should be the same as our stance to Zambia should be the same stance as to Estonia yeah. to Latvia to Lithuania <laughs> <laughs> We want every person to hear the gospel yeah. and turn to the Lord and 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 you have Arab Christians there Yeah, yeah like, I know the yeah.
0: the reasons are quite diverse Yes mm-hmm. it's so not you, like it's just one, yeah.
1: one so we up. want them to be born again so we are not Jews so some of the baggage we have a very good uh, vantage point. Mm-hmm. We, and that this, as, as Christians, we must be very careful that we don't get so invested. I, I believe if you get so invested in the right of Israel to be on the land to the extent that you see the Palestinians as your enemies and that you celebrate their defeat and, and, and their death and like the, the number of children who died in the last Mm -hmm. in the latest round of violence Mm. you cannot then be and you don't understand the heart of the lord you don't understand the heart of god Mm. so this is one of that's why i said your theological position has to you you have to keep on i think you will find yourself shifting over the years one extreme to the next to more moderate as you understand the issues and you know and as the priorities of the lord you understand them more that people get be born again yeah yeah. so you don't put a stumbling block before before the gospel Mm -hmm. if you're going to go in there declaring your support for israel is going to cut you off from being able to Mm -hmm. be heard by the by the Palestinians. palestinians yeah yeah so that is something that people need to really consider to say it's a nation of people that Jesus died
2: for. Died for oh, wow! Yeah. Same
1: that's blood, same price good. for mm-hmm. the Jew is the same price for the Palestinian. It's the same price for the Zimbabwean. Same price, because they're all made in the image of God, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So that would be yeah. my my position, and that's what I would yeah really recommend.
0: Um. Yeah, I I I don't have an add on for that <laughs> per se, but um, this. Uh, the debate will go on. Yeah, it's, it's not going to stop. It uh, will rage, rage on. <laughs> we, we don't know for how long. Um, we just do know that it's important, and we're by no means saying that we in here are the authorities on yeah. the situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, or we're, dim- we're not diminishing anyone else's voice yeah. on the matter. Uh, these are just observations that we've had, and like has been said, they will grow. Time does things and you you move, you shift, you change, you evolve, you, you look back. Yeah. All of that happens as we progress. And I, I think if anything has come out of this, it's that it should be on our minds. It can't be something that we just block out and pretend it's happening in that region. Therefore, it means nothing. Mm-hmm. It is significant. Yeah. Um uh, if, if not anything, but more spiritually than than most things, it's it has to be looked at. Yeah. Um. A, a, a speedy resolution would be nice, but yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, That's uh maybe wishful thinking in yeah. in this age. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah. very much unfortunately, but yeah, I, I think we do need to keep it in our minds.
2: Yeah. I think uh, with that, it's a wrap.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know
2: if there are any short parting.
0: No, not at all. Biscuit. Hey, 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 hey! <laughs> uh if your church doesn't Israel tour, feel free. To- <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but on a real though, Sha. Sure. hey, if you can go, you should go. Yeah, it's yeah. A- it's actually yeah. important. You should yeah. go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's my only parting word.
2: Yeah, yeah, cool. All right, thanks, guys. Uh, very uh, interesting discussion and lost to Mar- Marlon and just think about and just uh raising the significance or highlighting rather the significance of this issue and yeah lots to talk about thank you very much guys and we'll catch you on the next episode Peace. peace peace out Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Radiant Culture Podcast. If you want to make a contribution, make a suggestion, or
1: have a request, you can get in touch with us via email on radiant@thehub.co.zw or inbox us on Facebook and Twitter. Look out for the next episode and remember to share this one with everybody you know. God bless.
0: It's hot. It's fresh. It's uncut. Hashtag Real Talk on the Radiant Culture Podcast.